white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to a World Cup special of Echoes of Glory. I'm Jack. I'm Stato. And joining us, making his debut on Echoes of Glory, is the Quizmaster, Simon Mitchell. Yeah, hi guys. Absolute pleasure to be here. Great to have you with us. So, Welcome. World Cup special today. So, the opening question which we're going to go through is, what are your best memories, or your favourite memories of previous World Cups? I'm older than most <laughs> on this pod, usually, so uh, apart from Mr. Latchford. Uh, so, I mean, my first yeah. World Cup, I remember fondly, was Hispania 82. Um, remember collecting the sticker book more fondly yeah. than anything really you did stickers book um, for this World Cup no I was holding off on a I was promised a box and it's not been delivered yet so I've, I've not mentioned it to John so I'd have broken his heart if I'd have said yeah. it was coming and then not um, I just can't afford to do it mate yeah it's, that's uh, fair enough very expensive but yeah no um, World Cup 82 started well for England and beating the French was just absolutely fantastic because they got to the semi-final and arguably were cheated out of that against mm. the West Germans um, they went on to be the European champions two years later, so that was a really good French side, and yeah. we actually, you know, saw them off quite quite comfortably. But our World Cup petered out; we we couldn't score. Keegan was injured. Um, Greenwood put a lot of faith in Brooking, and Brooking mm. was injured. I think Hoddle only started one or two of the games. Mm. Um, what were the expectations for that World Cup? Was there a hype about us, or was it the the usual England will fail kind of thing? What, what was the thoughts going into it? I, I wouldn't say. It was a lot more open back then, definitely. Mm. There was a lot less known about the countries. We had Kuwait in our group. Even Czechoslovakia, we didn't know a lot about Czechoslovakia. They'd won the Euros, you know, six years before. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there, there was a new generation of player coming through. So, yeah, um, and I was six, so I can't yeah. say I remember all of it. A lot of it's actually nostalgically remembered sort yeah. of in retrospect. So, and Mexico 86 was, was another one. Where I was just that bit older, I was ten. Yeah. Um, and a dreadful start, you know. Robson injured, Wilkins sent off. We lose to um, Portugal, a, a rubbish Portugal side mm. back then. Draw in Morocco, and then we come alive with Linico against against the Poles, mm. beat Paraguay, and then Argentina. One of the most frustrating, you know, games ever. Yeah. We, we've been cheated, and then you see an act of genius. And then England get the chance to come back. Lineker scores right towards the end and nearly gets the second mm. to take it to extra time. Mm. But And then I'll let someone younger talk about more, more recent, recent ones. Recent. Simon, any World Cup memories have you got? Well, the first one that I actually remember was uh, Italia 90. I yeah. was, again, I was 10 years old and it was one that sticks out in memory. Probably more recently because of all of the documentaries on the History Channel revisiting yeah. the actual games and remembering but the one that I actually remember the abs the most fondest is France 98 mm. because it started two days after I'd finished my GCSEs oh wow what summer I yeah. had a whole month off before I had to start working full time in the local pub collecting glasses so the first game against Tunisia we were sat in my mate's garden his dad was at work mm. there was about three of us we were all sat there we wheeled the TV out through the patio oh, doors pretty. nicked a load of stubbies out of my dad's collection we thought we'd have a barbecue, we set the charcoal barbecue on fire, <laughs> you know, That's got drunk off stubbies, but yeah. that whole World Cup was great. Um, another one that I had from France 98 was the Argentina game, where Sol Campbell scored, and I jumped up and I cracked my head on a beam <laughs> where I was watching it, and when I kind of was a bit dazed, but when I came to, I honestly, I didn't realise it had been disallowed. 
So when it went, like Nordy most of the players, only Darren Anderson was alert to the fact. I was just, what's going on? Yeah. Where's the goal gone? It's it couldn't have been disallowed. And when you look back at it, it should never have been disallowed. Like George Graham with that goal against Leeds that Ginola had scored. In the FA Cup. That one. George Graham turns away to celebrate with yeah. the shooting. He's number two. And um, it, yeah, it didn't go in. It got tipped onto the post. But he wrongly assumed oh, it, so it wasn't in. even disallowed. Yeah, it wasn't disallowed. Sorry, yeah, it was just thought oh, we'd scored amazing. him in. I remember being at a game, actually. This is a Spurs one, not an England one, where Stefan Freund was clean through in the Paxton. Well, you know the outcome there, then. But he, he hit it in a way that... I was only little at the time, and the part of the park lane, oh, sort of part of the Paxton Rivals, which was the left side, he was shooting towards the opposite corner, so and it looked like up. it had gone in. Yeah. Everyone stood up, and the net went, and we all went absolutely mad, thinking Stefan Freund just scored, but he went wide. But it was amazing. But for that ten seconds, we thought we've just seen gonna happen. a completely freakish event, which is Stefan Freund scoring a goal, but not quite. Um, and what about worst memories? Because it wouldn't be like an England World Cup without just reflecting on the times that have been. Perhaps a little bit I think just a, a poor World Cup 2010 um, I saw every minute that was available of that World Cup out of South Africa um, and it was dreadful yeah. utterly dreadful England were were just inept um, Matthew you know, Upson at centre yeah half, you've got the, the mistake from Green against the USA um, ITV missed our goal um, and if you were watching on HD yeah I missed it I'd only well. just yeah, got the, the Sky HD box yeah. purely for the World Cup. Yeah, I thought that was the, it. Was only HD you got it? No, no, no. It was HD. You okay. missed it. It was an FA Cup tie that they did that for. It sounds yeah, sound like well. TV. Anyway, um, so that was a poor one. Mm. Um, obviously, the hand of God. You know, it yeah. did feel like we'd been cheated, and um, the, the disappointment in Turin in, in Italian ninety losing yeah. to the West Germans on penalties. Yeah, because we could have gone on and won that because that, that Argentina team, Argentina team. In ninety was a poor side. Mm. I wanted to do as well our all-time England 11s from from the generation that you're from onwards. So should we go oldest to youngest? That's probably the best way. Well, should we go position? We all each pick. Okay, yeah. Each pick a... we'll, go, we'll go position. And did you you want to kick off first? Okay, well, being English pick? and being stuck in the eighties and nineties, I'm very much a four-four-two man. I've got um, four-four-two. Yeah, and and I've gone with Peter now, Shilton because I think he's one of the finest goalkeepers uh, we've ever had, probably just behind Banks. Uh, Clemens was good, but Shilton's longevity. I think he just. Yeah, yeah. Simon? See, I would have gone for Shilton as well, but he kind of finished after Italian 90. Mm. So the one keeper that I've got is David Seaman. Yeah. Pretty much because he was the stable keeper throughout yeah. my, my young career, and then afterwards he. Again, after arguably he went on one, seat, one tournament too long mm-hmm. with, you know, stumbling backwards like Shilton did in mm. Italian 90. Was that the Ronaldinho free yeah. free kick? Yeah. I had David Seaman as well, just because solid goalkeeper. Yeah, I understand. We've not really had anyone since then. I, I think Joe Hart has been good for England. He shouldn't, I agree that he shouldn't be in the squad now. I think a few years ago he, he'd been pretty solid and he'd be up there, but Seaman was a top keeper, so mm. I've gone for him as well. So right, you choose your right back next? My right, right back is Carl Walker. Okay. So I was torn between him or Gary Neville just because Gary Neville's consistency. He was a fantastic player and a leader, but I think what Walker brings, not he's obviously not as good a defender as Neville, but going forward in his how athletic he is, his pace, I think he's one of the best right backs that England have had for quite a long time. So I've I've gone with Walker over Neville there, the right back. Well, from my perspective, I've gone with Neville because yeah. as much as I would like to pick Kyle Walker, I mean I, I love him as a player, but the trouble with Kyle Walker is he's not had a quality tournament mm. he's not really I can't look at the World Cup four years ago I can't look at any of the Euros he's played and thought 
Yeah, he's an absolute yeah. standout. But Gary Neville, again, pure consistency, Euro yeah. 96, World Cup 98 and onwards, he's been there. I think we missed him in 2002. We were lucky that With Danny, Danny Mills. Mills played a blinder. But... Yeah. Gary Neville is the standout for me. Leader as well, Neville, wasn't he? Like, led by example. Yeah. But it was the link-up with Beckham as well. It was that club and country that just worked perfectly. Yeah. I'd gone for Gary Neville for exactly yeah. the same reasons. Yeah. And, it, and it, you know, it worked in tandem with my right-sided midfielder. Okay, centre-half? Uh, I've got Terry Butcher. Oh, good one. I've good not one. deliberately chosen him yeah. over John Terry. I prefer him, but it's that kind of bombastic English centre-half... Um, you know the the bloodstained shirt away yeah. in Sweden, um, but a class defender, a really really quality player. Yeah. See, I liked. I liked, again. I looked at the central defenders that were at Italia ninety, and I like Terry Butcher. I like Mark Wright, but the one that I've got actually really plump for is Rio Ferdinand, because again, consistency. He's been there. He was there at France ninety eight, though he didn't get on the pitch yeah. at all. He went all the way through to you know World Cup two thousand two, where he scored. He was there. He wasn't there in two thousand six. He should have been there. Denmark. He scored against. Was it Denmark? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. He was in the last sixteen when he scored. But again, looking at two thousand six, he should have been there, but he wasn't. He should have been there. He was there in two thousand ten, but then he got injured. So you know, unfortunately, I just can't. Heskey sat on him, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Emil Heskey sat on our best defender. What a way to get injured! But Dawes got him, so you know. Yeah. Uh, I had Rio as well. He's one of the best centre halves I've seen. Not, I know there's an England team, but outside of that, there's not many that has literally got everything. And in his early days, he was just a Rolls Royce of a centre half. Not as strong towards the end, but then what he lost in his pace and his physical side, he gained in experience. He was mm-hmm. he was a top centre half, really really good player. He's kind of like the first of his generation of being a ball playing centre half as well. He wasn't one of the older fashioned English yeah. lumpets. He I was mean, able. He was comfortable on the ball. He could see a pass. From a long, long way back, they said at West Ham they knew they had this Rolls Royce player coming through, and he definitely delivered. Yeah. Uh, my other centre half, and it's really hurt me to put him in because I can't stand the man. He's John Terry. Right. He's. I hate him and everything that he's about, but for England, he's been he's been excellent. Mm. I've not. I think his performances for England, in my opinion, have been significantly better than for Chelsea over the years. I feel like with Chelsea, he's had some brilliant games but not necessarily consistently. But for England, I think he's been fantastic. I, w- I would have put Ledley in purely on ability and slight favouritism, but Ledley for England just... He never did it, it for him never, enough. He could never play. Yeah. yeah, so as much as it hurt me, John Terry's my second centre-half. It's going to hurt me even more mm. to say my choice for other centre-half, and it's Sol Campbell. Oh, I know, it's a sensible yeah. choice because know, he's a great defender. When we were looking at England, again, going back to my memory from France 98, when he was Spurs... You know, then we were talking about him being, you know, the next hundred cap player, mm. the next captain and leader of England. You know, fortunately, he went downhill and became the tool that he is. But <laughs> I can't, I couldn't put John Terry in, yeah, purely because I hate John Terry. Yeah, I don't know why, but I hate John Terry more than I hate Sol Campbell. No one will really argue with that. I mean, you can—they're they're both hateable characters, aren't they? Well, I've gone for a nice bloke, a lovable bloke, and you'll never beat him because it's Des Walker. And I just, I loved this. Walker. he was as good a defender as we had in, in my era. Mm. Um, I'd love to have seen him at Tottenham. Unfortunately, we let him go at a young age. He was there on our books. We tried to get mm. him to cut his hair. Um, we thought he was, you know, unkempt. And uh, he didn't really like mm. what was going on at Tottenham. And he, he didn't hang around and he made his way 
up to Forest and played under Brian Clough um, and was an exceptional defender. Did you not think go to Sampdoria? He did go to Sampdoria and then they played him at left back (laughs) and that Mm. ruined him, unfortunately. And your left back? My left back is, uh, as he flies, oh, Stuart Pearce. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I cannot think of a better, more wholehearted player to play for England um, who had all the ability mm. um, you know, that could have ever been needed. He played as a left-back for many, many years. Um, even Euro 96 played as one of the three centre-halves mm. um, as England went deep. Loved playing for England as well. Yeah, oh, just yeah. made you proud to be English, Stuart yeah. Pearce. Yeah. You'd always want him on your side. Mm. No, I, I agree, Stuart Pearce. I have written down Ashley Cole as well because it was a perfect transition and it's one of the areas that England was solid at there Stuart Pearce he finished retired Ashley Cole came in and again he's not the most likeable character but Mm. for England he was a solid player that you would have had constantly and there hasn't really been anybody consistently as good as Ashley Cole in that position since No, I've gone Ashley Cole on my one Um, and and he's one of the best left backs I've seen again outside of England he's just another player that has got everything in his game he's brilliant defending like 1v1 I don't think I've seen a better fullback defensively. Like you just never ever get beat. It was mm. incredible. He'd go forward. His delivery was fantastic. His stamina. He'd run for days. He's a fantastic player, and for, and for England, he was outstanding. And he suited international football as well. You wonder if he was a better human and a more adventurous person. Whether he'd have wanted to go to the continent because mm. he'd have he'd have you know rightfully played in a Barcelona or Real Madrid team. Um, I just, I, you know, he's only made his. He went to Roma, didn't he? Right at the end yeah. of his career, and he's, he's found himself out in the USA. Yeah. And I just think he's the kind of bloke who probably wouldn't want to have gone overseas. Language would always been a problem. Yeah, not maybe the sharpest tool, but yeah. But I mean, he fine, won, he won it fine all in England, didn't he? Yeah, he won absolutely everything there is Hot to win. Of FA Cups. And yeah. At the same time, he was the highest Luke paid defender in England, wasn't he? So you, mm. you can't knock the fact is that if they're going to pay him that sort of money, why would he go to Real Madrid or Barcelona mm. to try and? improve his game yeah it's definitely a culture thing with English players isn't it there's that fear of going abroad it's just not yeah, yeah. A, it's not, a, not that, I don't even think it's just in footballers I think in general as, as a nation we're not necessarily ones to be like I'll go and throw myself into another culture we, yeah. just, we don't really do it but it's interesting it'd be interesting to see how different our football would be if we had more players that did go and play abroad well look at this current England squad we're one of only two countries that, that have every player in their own country the other one being on my notes we'll just oh. check uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Good knowledge. Stato's been statoed. Yeah. Out of a job next season. I've done um, this prep and I've pulled it out <laughs> at the wrong moment. Uh, we're on to midfield now, right hand side of midfield. I think it's me going first, isn't it? Beckham. Yeah, what a, what a player. You speak uh, for all of us here. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. I mean, if you look at just his ability on the pitch, his delivery is as good as anyone you'll see. Run for days, scorer of great goals number of assists he used to get as well and for England he was another one he was a leader and you could tell how much he loved putting the England shirt on I mean when he gave up the captaincy he was in tears in his press conference I mean it was like an incredible man he's done so much for English football and football all over the globe you just can't not love him yeah he's a fantastic guy McLaren is an absolute buffoon for jettisoning him oh yeah so soon yeah and I mean, the, the other thing with David Beckham is when you go back to South Africa in 2010 when he went with the squad yeah. and you saw him on the side of the pitch with Capello and Capello sat there 
chilled out and there's Beckham's G and a yeah. players from the sideline and you just knew how much it meant to him. Yeah. He even adapted his career towards the end, didn't he, and become a holding midfield yeah. player because he didn't have the pace to go up and down as much. And even then he was still fantastic. But what a man. What what a man to have watched Captain Your Country is fantastic. If you had a player like David Beckham in today's football though, he would not be a right sided midfielder. He no. would be a Luka Modric type yeah. where he could be because his delivery and his vision in the middle of the park would have been so much more better to this game than he would have been stuck out on the yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, centre midfielders, so that would be your, your first for this one. Um, Paul Gascoigne. Not a bad start. I say yeah. nothing else. Yeah. I will also say Paul Gascoigne. Mm. That's fair. I didn't have the pleasure of seeing him, but I've gone for another Paul, which is Paul Scholes. Yeah. Would have, if it weren't for Gascoigne, he would definitely have been in my yeah. team. And then the midfielder that I've got playing alongside him is Frank Lampard. Just absolute goals, guaranteed goals. No, Paul Scholes scores goals. <laughs> Very good. Not rehearsed either. No. Um, but you know, I I used to love watching Lampard play because he wouldn't. He would score the the odd, you know, like thirty yard where he put in the top corner. But his I love the fact that a lot of his goals were scruffy, and he would literally he'd receive the ball, he'd play it out wide, he'd make a late run, get on the end of it, and it was just simplicity, but at the highest level. And he was a fantastic player, not utilised in his best position for England because he had to play oh, more of that play on the left yeah. oh sorry I was thinking skulls again uh, no, but even Lampard you know towards yeah. the end under Capello was, was told to play that more holding role yeah. and it, it didn't suit his game but you know with skulls alongside him just playing that sitting role and giving Lampard the freedom to go forward a fantastic partnership you see I looked at Lampard and I looked at Gerrard mm. for the centre of midfield and Again, one of the things, I've always had this conversation with a good friend of mine about Steven Gerrard, and I, I haven't selected either of them, but just with Gerrard, we both came to an agreement when we looked at you know, his England career. He never had a game where he picked, you know, like what he did with Liverpool, you know, the Olympiacos game where he just yeah. ran the yeah. entire game when Liverpool were terrible, the same with the Champions League final in Milan. He never, ever did it mm. for England. And the amount of times somebody of Gerrard's influence could have had that impact, he didn't. So, you know, I've gone with Gazza, but my second central midfielder, just for balance, is Paul Ince. Yeah, yeah. And I have got Paul Scholes written down, but I look for the creativity, then I look to the holding. And Paul Ince, again, it's the vision of him after the qualifier for France 98, was it back in 1997 against Italy, covered in blood. And I still remember Gazza's comment where he turned around to him and said, you look like a pint of Guinness, because he had his head all bandaged up. But the image of him and Gazza celebrating, embracing, yeah. embracing each other, you knew that that was a central partnership. But even you revisit something like Euro, 90, uh, Euro 96, where he gave England that balance in the middle of the park to allow the likes of Gazza, Anderton, McManaman, etc., just to be able to have the freedom mm. to play. On Gerard. It, it, Southgate picking Kyle Walker to play as one in the centre, you know, three, made me think I would have played England differently back then. And rather than having Neville always at right back, I'd have gone three five two with Neville as one of the centre halves and had Gerrard as the right wing back. Mm. Which was ending. actually where he made his debut, but mm. that's an aside. Mm. He could have marauded from there, and we didn't need him marauding from central midfield because we had, we, sh- we should have had Carrick holding Skulls and Lampard. And that would have been amazing. And to mm. still have Gerard in the, the side, and with Ashley Cole on the other flank, that would have been phenomenal. Who's your offer centre midfielder? Brian Robson. For the reasons you gave in, spot I'm that bit older, mm. I think mm. Brian Robson just gave you everything that Ince gave, and goals. Yeah. 
Well, you yeah. did you have you seen the documentary with Gary Lineker, Paul Parker, and Terry Butcher yes. on history? Yeah, and they're just talking about Brian Robson and how much they hold him in such a high yeah. esteem. Mm. And when he had, when he what was he, he broke his toe, didn't he? And he was unable. Well, to he did play. an Achilles injury mm. that he'd been nursing, but yeah, it, he dropped Gaza's bed on his own toe in a, a drunken stupor. Or Gaza had done something so to retaliate. Robson picked up Gaza's bed and was shaking it and, and let it slip and, and crushed his own toe. It's incredible. The um, injuries as well that yeah. we talked about. It's just like none of them are footballing injuries as well. Yeah, exactly. Arsing around. And them. your left-sided midfielder? Chris Waddle. I idolised Chris Waddle. The last year he had at Wild Lane was phenomenal. And I thought Marseille underpaid, uh, paying four million. Mm. Um, but he, he was a wonderful player. How much would he go for in the modern day now? <sighs> it's hard to comprehend. I mean, there aren't wingers like Chris Waddle was a winger nowadays because... Possession is key. Dribbling yeah. is not the right thing to do. You look at Zaha. Why Why didn't he work at Man United? Why are the, the top clubs not definitely going in for him? Because mm. he's a, that maverick slightly. Mm. And a lot of people will say he offers you what we don't have. And I can understand that. Um, are we at the stage now where we'd be looking to pay £30 million for a guy who's going to strengthen our squad mm. but not necessarily yeah. start for us? Well, maybe we are. Mm. I don't know. But. Mm. Some on your left-sided midfielder. Well, again, I, I looked at Chris Waddle, but the the only memory I really have of him in an England shirt is ballooning a penalty over the bar hmm. against Germany. So it was really close, though. If you look at it from behind, from the other side, it wasn't that far off. Okay, it still didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> it still didn't go in, though. Um, I've gone for a strange choice, but it's one that makes sense to me, and it's Joe Cole. And the reason being is when we were playing Paul Scholes out on the left to accommodate Gerard and Lampard in the middle, and it wasn't working. And when Joe Cole came in, suddenly England had a balance. They yeah. had a balanced four-man midfield. And again, the goal that he scored in 2006 against Sweden oh, was, was class. And you kind of think that if maybe if he hadn't gone to Chelsea and been spoiled, maybe if he hadn't had the injury problems that mm. he had, he could have gone on and done considerably better mm. for England. But yeah, just for, just for the balance mm. that we had. I've shoehorned Steven Gerrard on the left of my midfield mm. because I, I couldn't not pick him Okay, I wanted I was playing around with the formations and thought I want, I needed two strikers so I was thinking about a diamond but then you have to have Beckham in there you could not play him in his prime on that right hand side so I put Stevie G off the left which is not his best position but he has to be in my team I just could not not have him in there with the thinking that he can play slightly narrower and Ashley Cole can get down the outside a bit easier, sort of my justification. Mm, okay. But I had, I just had, I couldn't do an all-time England team for my generation and not have Steven Gerrard in. Strikers. I've it's gone me. for it. Oh, sorry, it's me. Hold okay. off, hold off. My first one's Wayne Rooney. Uh huh. Just again, consistency. I thought he was an excellent captain for England. Didn't quite reached the heights that he did at club level for England but I thought he's had an excellent England career he how old do you stick. remember 2006 the Euro uh, 2004 sorry the Euro when he was what was he 18, 19 yeah, he was one through. of the best players in the world it was at amazing. that moment yeah. we, we would not have swapped him for anyone which is incredible and just for what he brought to the side you know and he was a clever player as well I know mm. in his early years he was pace he was parried running behind but then as he got older he become a bit more of a number 10 and would find himself in the pocket I just thought he was an excellent player, Rooney. The amount of goals he scored for England yeah. as well, it's, I think it's tough to leave him out. So, Rooney's my first striker. Well, my first striker was Gary Lineker. Again, it was towards the tail end of his career when mm -hmm. I saw him, but 
just for everything that he brought to England. He had yeah. that right mentality and everything. So yeah, Gary Lineker for me. Yeah. Me too. He's just a clever <coughs> player, um, a worldly wise player, mm. open to you know. I just I loved everything about Gary Lineker. He's everything he wanted when he came to Tottenham. Um, you thought he was he you know dwindling? Was he he lost a bit of pace because he had hepatitis? Um, and he just scored goals and goals and goals and goals and I love Gary Lineker I just always yeah. will love Gary Lineker I think it's just that impressionable age you know and, and for his ability at, you know at World Cups as well he fits he fits yeah. this and your strike partner I've gone for a partnership you could have picked the two best strikers you could have said Lineker and Shearer would give you all goals I love Peter Beardsley as well he was as fine a foil for Lineker as I can think of, in as close to it as I could get, is he was a Dalgleish to Lineker's mm. rush. Um, mm. I loved watching Peter Beardsley. He came and hurt Tottenham so many times, and the, the tail end of his career, the goals he scored at Wild Lane. Mm. I just, you know, I'd want to stand up and cheer because yeah. you admired him so much. But um, very, very clever player. Yeah. I love Peter Beardsley. Got a lot of Geordies in my team. Yeah. Well, I, again, looked at a partnership, looked at a balance. You know, I could have put in Alan Shearer. I could have put in Mike Lowen, but. I've gone for Super Teddy Sheringham. Mm. Brilliant. I just think they're just holding back, chipping balls over for Lineker and the the vision that Sheringham had. And again, you know, I know it's not a World Cup, but going back to Euro 96, Mm. the goal that he set up for Shearer where he just feigned to shoot and he squared it, it was just genuine class. Mm. Absolute class that bloke had. So, yeah, Sheringham and Lineker would be my front two. Nice front two. I've got Michael Owen just for that, that sheer pace and what he did that night against Germany as well with the hat trick was just that's one of my early England really? memories that I was on ho- on holiday in Spain in a bar and I was there with my dad and I don't, I don't quite know what the setup of what they were thinking with this pub but they had a big glass screen down the middle of the pub and it was the Germans on one side oh, wow. and then the English fans on the other and when it went smashing and when it went 4-1 literally everyone was taunting the Germans singing cheerio banging on the glass it was incredible wow. and then by the end there was only one German fan remaining who was just sat in there and he couldn't believe it all the English fans going mad it was an incredible incredible night and but how old were you when when was that game 2001 8 Really? Yeah. Young pup. It's one of my oh, early, one of my early, early England fan memories. But oh, what? Oh, Five hundred quid on that game. I bet ten quid on Michael Owen to score a hat trick of fifty to one. Wow! And the old days of Labrook's phone betting. Yeah, yeah. Used to just ring up and get yeah. the odds on something, and I said, "What are the odds on this? What are the odds on this? What are the odds on this? What are the odds on this?" And I said, "Okay, Michael Owen hat trick. Yeah, why not? Let's go for it." Yeah, it's just that's incredible. Course. I was in a walkabout in Nottingham with friends. Um, we'd been there from early doors. We'd watched the Republic of Ireland beat Holland early that afternoon. McAteer had scored. Um, and I do not remember anything of the next <laughs> 24 hours. Whatsoever. You weren't walking about well, no? God, no. That's brilliant. So there's some, I mean, there's some excellent teams there. What I'll do is, as well, um, once we publish this podcast, I'll just write down all, what all the teams are. Yeah. And then we'll get people to vote on who their favourite team is. Not that I think it's going to be What do you one. think the starting eleven will be in this World Cup? I think he'll go. He'll play the three at the back. Oh, sorry, no. What is your so? Not what you think he'll do. What would you pick? I'd go with the. I'd go with the formation that he's been playing. Okay, yeah, I'd yeah. have Pickford in goal. Me too. My yeah. back three would be Walker, Stones. Yeah. And based on how he's played the last few games, I'd probably now chuck Cahill in. Yeah, me too. And I was actually, you know what? 
didn't want even want him in the squad. But yeah. now looking at, yeah. he oh. seems to have upped his game again. I'd have Trippier as my right wing back. Yeah. I have Danny Rose as my left wing back. Same here. I, I have one small. I would probably have Ashley Young. He's right-footed. I just can't I'm, see how you play him. I'm just going more with the form. Yeah. Because Rose hasn't played the games. You know, I'd love to have Rose in there, but Ash, Ashley Young's had a cracking season. I think the international football is that much slower that he could probably just mm. get away with it. And our first two games are Tunisia and. and mm. But yeah, it's your, it's your I mean, I'll probably, To be fair, I'll probably see how Danny Rose goes against Tunisia yeah, and yeah. Then maybe rest him or. Yeah, yeah. Swap them around, and that's the whole point of having the squad. But I would have Ashley Young on that left mind, wing. I don't mind Ashley Young. He's one of them players I can't stand him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know what it is about him, but it's just there's just something. But he's a useful player, and I think in them, I wouldn't be against him playing over as I personally would go Rose. But the first two games they're going to be so deep, and yeah. what he does have Young is good delivery, mm. and that could be the the difference in those games. My midfield two, I play. Dyer. You're going to play holding two? Three, it's a 3-4-3 three, three okay. I'm going to play. All right. um, so the, the, the two centre midfielders will be Dyer and my other one. It's, it's difficult. I'd maybe even play Ali in that slightly okay. deeper role and then my front three would be Kane, Sterling, Rashford. Really? I feel like that's the kind of way I'd go. And then Ali would bomb forward and almost make that front four. Dyer would just... We're not going to need many bodies in the midfield to start with, I might I might be tempted to chuck Lingard in. See, I've got because I've got Dyer central, Lingard. Lingard and Sterling wide, and then Ali behind Kane. Mm. I I strongly suspect he's not going to play Dyer though. That Henderson's going to get the nod. Mm. I just can't see that. I mean, he's such a limited player, and Dyer, even though we've seen Dyer's poorer performances, and he, you know he hasn't been as good this mm. season. Um, no other player in that position, an English player, has grown up playing football with the touch that Dyer has. He grew up playing football in Portugal. He's a different beast to most English you know, CDMs. And I, I think he's, he's got everything talk, over them. People talk as well about, oh, we haven't got much creativity from midfield. But like, Dyer is a creative player. Not in the sense of he's going to dribble past two or three and bend it in the top corner, but his range of passing. Pass over Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Fantastic. Exactly. And you think back to the last tournament, you know, like he was England's best player, Eric Dyer, in that tournament. I know it was a, a poor tournament for England, but he was fantastic. I wouldn't also would not be against in the first two games dropping Dyer in at centre half. I know he's not a centre back and he's not as good there as he is in midfield, but having him in there with his distribution against teams that are going to sit so deep, I'm not against that as an idea. I don't think Southgate will do it, but for me that is another option as well. I'd rather have him trying to take the ball off Cahill and Walker, who are less confident with it, and let Stones mm. be the one that plays. But I can see that. that yeah. What about you, Simon? Well, I mean, for the first two games, I would line up differently than I would do against Belgium. And, and I agree with you with your three and then your mm. two wing-backs. Um, I'd probably just leave Dyer on his own holding, mm. because when you've got Walker's pace, you've got Stones' distribution, you've got Gary Cahill's mm. last-ditch tackling ability, you've got enough protection there, you don't need another midfielder alongside Eric mm. Dyer. So I would probably leave Eric Dyer holding, so almost like a 3-3. Three, three. Mm. And then, a little bit different, I would probably look at something like Kane and Vardy mm. up top. Mm. And then even behind them having Lingard and Ali. So yeah. Lingard and Ali that can drop back alongside Dyer, pick up the ball, play the ball. But with Kane as a target man and some Vardy running off him, yeah. I think Vardy's pace could really get yeah. in. And also, I was reading that Vardy's 
what was it shot shot to goal ratio is the highest in the last two years in the Premier League, mm. whereas Kane's shot to ratio is one of the lowest. Yeah. So somebody like Vardy, who could probably pick out a decent strike, might be worth going in there. Mm. I mean, I like Rashford. I think he's great, but maybe somebody with Vardy's experience might just mm. tip him over the edge for me. My worry with Vardy is that we aren't going to get space. People mm. aren't going to give us space to get behind. So Rashford coming on makes more sense because he's more of a striker. You know, he's who, more comfortable in the wider area as well, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. But, but at the same time, if you think of Harry Kane can drop deeper and pick up the ball because he has got good vision when he does that and Vardy running off him I just I wouldn't have Sterling in there because the how he played against Nigeria he wasn't he wasn't great mm. so I'm just thinking maybe let's start Vardy let's give him a go against Tunisia let's play two strikers what do you think Southgate will do? I think 3-5 um, sorry 3-4-3 yeah. three, three. Three, 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 yeah. essentially Kane the only striker at the start of games potentially even resting him um you know, for a game, depending if if we win the first two, mm. Belgium have even dropped a point. I, I reckon he might even rest him. I feel like in that Belgium first game. game, he might go Henderson and Dyer. I just can't see. I feel like he I might. heard Allardyce say he'd played both against Tunisia. Only like oh, that's quite geez. attacking for Sam, though, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, only yeah. two holding Five, four, not one, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah incredible. Um, let's now chat about the prediction league. Yes. So over to you, Stata. Do you want to so explain to everybody? Just a random got? idea I had that we could um, no money involved, no entrance fee because it's probably going to be an actual nightmare to, to yeah. collect. So just people, just give their opinions. I want to know who you think the group winner for each eight groups and the runner-up will be. You score one point for a correct group winner, one point for a correct runner-up. If you get both right, you get an extra point. So that's three available. Then I want to know. There are too many permutations to work out if who goes through and whatnot, and you can start losing masses of points yeah. for doing that. So next is who your eight quarter finalists are. So I'd like two point, I'll give you two points for each correct quarter finalists. Same then with your four semi finalists, get three points each, and then who is going to be the runner up and who's going to be the winner. And there's three points for the runner up, five for the winner. That bring a total of sixty points, and um, you're up Excellent. on offer. And yeah. I'm going to. Give mine out now, or do well, yeah, reveal yours now. So from Group A, I'm going to have Uruguay's group winners and Egypt to go through as runners up. Interesting. Group B, uh, Spain, despite the uh, the madness. amazing things yeah. happening today of their manager being sacked on the eve of the tournament, but I still think Spain are going to go through comfortably there. Uh, I'm going to go for an upset here. I'm going to go for Morocco to finish second ahead of Portugal. Um, been don't rate today. Portugal at all they were dreadful in the Euros but somehow they won they drew all three group games they uh, I think they drew another game that they won on penalties yeah. they won one game in extra time after 117 minutes they beat the Welsh we beat the Welsh I mean anyone yeah. could do yeah. that uh, in the semi-final and then they beat no one will be beating the Welsh at the World this Cup this is though. true and then they beat France in extra time as well so yeah. I just I don't think you know they're, they're centre-halves Pepe 35 um, is Fonte, it Bru- is it? Fonte's 34, and is it Bruno Alves at Glasgow Rangers, Rangers from a pub league? And he's 36. Well, they've got Carvalho in there as well. William Carvalho. Uh, no, not Ricardo. Ricardo. No, not got Ricardo. No, they've got William, yeah. But so I, I don't fancy mm. them at all. Um, group C, I've got France and Denmark. France with the winners. Uh, group D, supposedly the group of death. Is it? I'm, I think so, yeah. It's a hard to predict. I'm going Nigeria group winners, Argentina second, and nothing for Croatia. That's interesting. Or Iceland. 
that's interesting. Um, group E, I think it's quite simple for Brazil, but I fancy Serbia over the Swiss. I don't think the Swiss have got a striker. Um, they're very dull to watch. I think they're Serbia. an overrated side, Switzerland. Yeah. I mean, everyone's I mean, like, oh, that'll be a tough game. Like. Xhaka, you know, really? Is yeah, they're they're very, very well drilled, though. Yeah, no, they are. That's true. I mean, they've, they've gone nine out of nine on their qualification and then lost their final qualifier and Portugal went above them because Portugal had beaten everyone 3 or 4-0 and the Swiss had only won, you know, sort of 1-0. Didn't Switzerland have an extremely high ranking because they're very clever with their friendlies? Yeah, like Romania. Romania got themselves into the top pot because they didn't play any weak teams because you you gain barely any points for for playing weak teams. Mm. um, So in Group F, I've gone for Germany and Mexico. I think that's one of the few that actually is quite easy to predict. Uh, England and Belgium. I've gone yeah. for England to edge Belgium. England not, group winners. Yeah, yeah. group winners. I, I can see us um, winning both of the opening games and then possibly even drawing the third game. But we maybe have a slightly better goal difference than Belgium and that would see us through. Um, and then I've got Poland and Senegal. I, I do rate them. I think they're good. So they've got Sadio Mane um, and, you know, Colombia. A bit of an unknown mm. for me personally. We've got James Rodriguez. Big Dave at the back. Yeah, and they've got a speedo in goal. So mm. they've got Davinson Sanchez, admittedly, yeah. a centre half, but yeah. um, I, I just fancy Senegal was a bit of an outlier there. Mm. Simon, do you want to do? Do you want to do your ones? We'll do it live. Oh, live wow. predictions. Okay. Um, well, Group A, Uruguay top, and I've actually gone for Russia second. Okay. I know they're a terrible team, but I think the Mo Salah effect being injured for Egypt, they they rush him back and he doesn't play. But I fancy Russia just to be. Jammy yeah. somehow, I think corrupt. They were corrupt. struggle though because they were, they were a defensively sound team going into the tournament, but then they've lost three of their back four. So mm. you just, just worry about them. And Akin Thieves got an error in him, I think. But it's your choice. Brilliant Championship manager goalkeeper. Really? Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> doesn't keep clean sheets in the Champions League, though, does he? He's got like fifty odd games. Oh, he's got the record, he's, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Uh, group B for me, I've gone with Spain top and Morocco. Really, second yeah. as well mm-hmm. yeah I just I just don't f- I think Portugal are going to go uh, are going to implode a busted flush yeah they've got they've got nothing but Ronaldo mm. yeah. really nothing not, at not all. a bad one well, man to be relying on though. Have, yeah. but when you look at Argentina and everybody says oh they're only relying on Messi but when they've got Higuain Dybala Aguero yeah. and everybody else as well uh, group C for me again is fairly simple which is France first Denmark second yeah. group D I've gone with Croatia top and Argentina second. Mm-hmm. I think Croatia are going to learn from the mistakes mm-hmm. from the last World Cup and get it right. Group E, again, simple Brazil and Serbia. Group F, Germany and Sweden. Mm. Where do you think the goals are coming from? That was my concern for Sweden. I think Sweden are going to probably get nil, 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 nil and win one nil and somehow mm. scrape through yeah, yeah. points. Mm. I think they're that sort of team that can just upset, grind out very dull results. And I just remember them as that sort of team that just sits back, might get a nil-nil, and they'll be happy with that. You're talking about Sweden or England, though? <laughs> Sweden. Well, I hope that's not England. I really don't. Uh, Group G, I'm going with England top, Belgium second. Again, I think it's going to be the goal difference. I really hope Southgate just lets the shackles off and says, mm. you know what, lads, play your game. Mm. play your game have fun let's score some goals and group H I've gone with Colombia top Senegal second 
Okay. Because again, you know, there are a few players in po the Polish squad that I like, but again, very much reliant on the goals of Lewandowski. Mm. So sixteen in ten qualifiers. They got but, they got Milik as well. Yes, from Napoli. Not but Milik's player. not had. He's yeah. had a lot of bad injuries. I mean, he is class. But behind them, they've got um, the lad that was at West Brom. I don't even want to try and pronounce his name. <laughs> Krakowiak. Krakowiak. Yeah. He's not had the best season. No. They've got Grzycki, who has moved around from Hull and all over mm. the place. Uh, well, Glick got injured, didn't Glick's he? Doing yeah. an overhead kick yeah, in training. Landed, yeah, landed on his shoulder. Genius. Incredible, isn't it? And they've got Wojciech in goal, though, so there's opportunity uh, for hilarity. But I thought yeah. Fabianski's ahead of him, isn't he? I thought, uh, I thought Chesney would start, personally. Not sure. But even the third choice keeper... Um, Bielkowski is from Ipswich, so I've got a full mm. house of English. Got, I don't know if he still plays, but they did just have Blazikowski was the other. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry, yeah. Just think of him as anti us. And yeah. My prediction so. so I've gone in Group A, I've gone Uruguay top, Russia second. Mm -hmm. Group B, I've gone Spain first, Portugal second. I think I'm the only one to have Portugal through then, didn't I? Yeah. Um, group C, France winners, Denmark runners up. Group D, I've gone Croatia winners, uh -huh. Argentina runner-up. We've all got Argentina runner-up, so there's some consistency. There. Group E, this is my bit of surprise, Brazil's winners and Costa Rica. Really? To get out, because you know what? I think back to the, was it 2010? Yeah, yeah. When they caused a lot of problems, so a while ago. They caused no, 2014. 2014, they caused quite a few problems, because we were in a group with them, weren't yeah. they? And they? They won they, the group. Yeah. But what they did, Costa Rica, is that after the World Cup, they thought we need to bring in some youth. And then it failed, so they brought back all the old players. Brian yeah, Ruiz at 37, Campbell, yeah. Oscar <laughs> Duarte. Group Campbell's still 25, though, isn't he? I know. He? I think he's still on Woolwich's books. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, group F, I've gone Germany as group winners and South Korea as runners up, and Sun's going to bang the goals in. He's the only player they've got, mate. Really? No, no, they've got other players. No, I, I think can't name any, but there are other players in, in the South Korea team. Um, group G, England as group winners, winning all three games. Wow. And Belgium in second. And Group H, I've gone Colombia first and Poland second. Interesting. So, yeah, are we doing Are we doing the last six in that after we know who's gone through? Are we doing the, uh, No, doing I mean, the now? idea is to predict them, them now. Well. So, just quickly, I've got Uruguay, Argentina, Brazil, England, Spain... Denmark, Germany, and Poland as my last eight. Interesting. Simon? Yeah, um, Uruguay, Spain, France, Croatia, Brazil, Germany, England, and Colombia. Come on, England. Yes, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know, so I've got no France at that stage. I've got them going out to Argentina. Oh, interesting. So mine are Portugal, France, Spain, Croatia, Brazil, England, Germany, and Belgium. My semi-finalists, and this would be the semi-finals, Argentina v Brazil and Spain v Germany. And that's what the World Cup's all about, yeah, isn't that'd it? That would be unbelievable. Well, I'm not sure on the permutations of mine, but I have got Spain going through. I have Croatia going through, Ooh, Brazil going through, and England going through. Oh, come on, England. Come on. Um, no, no, it's not. Sorry, Brazil would beat England, and I think I've got um, Germany going through. Yes. Sorry. Just, just to get that right. Sorry. As much as I'd love it, yeah. Uh, I've got France, Brazil, Spain, Germany. Again, that is so, that would be an exceptional last yeah, four, right. wouldn't it? Be bad, would it? And then next time, I've got Brazil as my runners-up and Spain as my winners. Oh, that's interesting, Simon. I've got Brazil winners, Germany runners-up. Narrative. Um, Plenty of narrative I've there. Got Brazil winners, Spain runners-up. Right. 
We've all gone for Brazil then. I'll go as runners up. You've gone as runners yeah. up, sorry. But That'd be a great tournament. Interesting, yeah. And Where did you have England to go out? Quarterfinals to Brazil. Yeah, same. Yes, so, you know, it, but on any given day, you, you never know what could happen. But You, you know what? If that it. happens, that'll be a good tournament for But England. that's with England going through as group winners. If mm. we end up as group runners up, then I think we'd meet Germany at the same stage. So, yeah. Mm. I think, to be honest, happen, if you reach a quarterfinal, you're going to play a, a, a good side. Aren't you really that? Yeah, and, of course. And, yeah. Unless there is a massive shock in the last sixteen game, and you yeah. happen to get the luck of the draw, right. um, you're going to you're going to meet a good side there. Uh, let's preview England's three group games then. So we've got Tunisia, Panama, and Belgium. I, I think we're going to win all three games. I'm confident going into it. I think we'll attack both Tunisia and Panama. I think the Tunisia game will be more cagey, just because it's the opening game. I agree. I think Tunisia opening game. I'm seeing two nil. Shearer and Skulls. <laughs> oh, sorry. Thought <laughs> 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 we were in 1928 all over again. Um, yeah, I, I think 2 0. Um, I'm going to go for Kane and Sterling. Mm. What do you think, Simon, that first game? I, I think we're going to shock the world. I think we're going to win 4 0. Oh. I, I really do. I think there's, there's. I've got the optimism in. Maybe, yeah. maybe about four or five weeks ago, I had no optimism no, no. at all. We're going to win the World Cup. Yeah. Well, I don't think we'll get that far, but I think I think we're just going to go out there and completely smash them. Mm. I really do, and I think Kane's going to. I think he'll get a hat trick. Oh, can you imagine? He that? has just got. To, he, he's almost got that real yeah. drive to succeed. So I think it'll be a Kane hat trick, and then the other goal will come from Gary Cahill header. I think he'll get the opening goal. Really? Yeah. That's that's. A, Typical English and set piece, yeah. and half get on Be the a corner in like the first 15 minutes. Caleb banging a header in yeah. Tunisia will have to come out a little bit, and that will just leave room for Kane to mm. punish. I think we'll win 2 0 in the first game as well, but I think it'll be 0 0 after an hour, yeah. and it'll be extremely nervy. And then once we get the goal, we'll go on and dominate. And then the second game, what are our thoughts on that, which is Panama? Panama. Uh, again, comfortable for England, probably another 2 0. Mm. I, d- I don't see us overexerting ourselves, I don't see us ever quite going gung-ho enough to get three to four goals mm. um, but again yeah probably uh, Harry Kane again oh, Harry Kane brace nice he's on for golden boot yeah. three and two yeah see I'm not going to go as gung-ho as I did in the other you're going to be like seven nil <laughs> I would love it to be seven nil but I think we'll get the four and Belgium will probably get a one nil or a two nil against Panama and Southgate will think he might change it up so maybe Dyer will be rested and Henderson mm. will come in perhaps Vardy and Rashford will come in so again, I'm thinking more of a few changes, rest a couple of players, mm. maybe a two nil. Mm. I, I think we'll win that same game. I think I think Panama will score. I think we'll beat them three one. But I could see us going in front and them levelling, and then there being a fifteen minute period where yeah. we're thinking what is happening here. But eventually we get over the line. So I'm going to go three one England in that second game, and then Belgium the last one. I've got this down as a draw, two two, um, but that will be enough for England um, to, to see through themselves through as group winners. Yeah. Simon? I think we're going to uh, win it 1-0 mm. and I think it's going to be Harry Kane towering over the Tongan and Alderweire Oh that'd be great from a Kyle Walker cross or a Trippier cross just yeah. a whole nice Spurs combination mm. good and bad I think it'll be quite a tight game the Belgium but I think I think we're legit I think on paper they've got a better side individually than we have but they're not a team they never they've really got have Carrasco been. at left wing back you know he's got no concept of defending and De Bruyne's not Whatsoever. the same player for Belgium just because he's not utilised well, he in the same like way a deep central midfield yeah. role not even like a deep line playmaker because everything goes through Hazard yeah. I can't underestimate how poor a manager I think Martinez Martin, is yeah. 
Well, he's playing a 3 4 3, isn't he? Yeah. And he's, he is, you're right, Carrasco, who crazily decided to go over to China, China. in yeah. January. Yeah. It's trying to shoehorn in players in positions, and he'll play Witzel, who's not the greatest midfielder. No, because he's left the angle in a home. De Bruyne, mm. and then what was it, Mertens, Lukaku, and yeah. Hazard up front. Mm. And the benefit for England is it's pretty much going to be like a Premier League game. Yeah. It's whoever defends better, whoever takes their chances, and it's whoever steps up on the day. Mm. I think so we're legit. In previous one. competitions, you'd have probably likened this to England v the Republic of Ireland, but actually, it's actually a bit more classy. Mm. Um, the players that Belgium have, even though you know Ireland had some good players, a lot of Liverpool players, um, but also some sort of quite dogged players as well. I think with Belgium, and it, it feels strange saying this, but defensively they don't convince me I know they've got good individuals and you've got Jan you've got Toby and company if he's fit I'm not yeah. sure but I don't know what it's just the way they play they're not a solid defensive side although they've got great individuals you, you think do still need a shield in front of you yeah. that works it's the one thing that they lack Belgium and when you you know the, the press are talking about it well Kane plays with Vertonghen and Alderweireld in training he knows how to get them and Cahill defends mm. against Hazard in training he knows how to get them and maybe bringing Phil Jones to defend against oh. Lukaku and all that sort of Thing. That's a terrifying fault. Yeah. Well, the fact that he's going is an absolute yeah. shambles, but still. But that sort of game, it's going to be a very tight game. Yeah, I think so. You want to do the quiz, Simon? I would. Th- I'd love to do the quiz. Do the quiz. So yeah. for, for some context, so the appearance quizzes that we've had throughout the whole season, Simon has emailed in on the day of the podcast for at least half of the season, probably even longer than that. So we thought, what better time to do a live quiz? A head-to-head me against Stato. Wonder what way this is going to go. Yeah, I well, hope the questions haven't been doctored to be really difficult for me. <laughs> Not really. So what I've done is um, rather than just giving you two players and you you pick whichever yeah. one you feel, I'm actually going to give you two players each, so okay. you can actually say okay. So that means you can't cheat at the end okay. if one's up and one's down. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. You'll go okay, first. So, we'll go st- so these are all appearances for their country okay yeah so I've tried to pick players that you would know so I've not gone for any random Panamanians who play <laughs> in the Costa Rican second division <laughs> so Jack your goalkeepers Igor Akinfeyev of Russia yeah or Fernando Muslera of Uruguay I'm gonna go Akinfeyev of Russia yep as higher he's got 105 compared to Muslera's 97 Stato pressure's on now Willie Caballero for Argentina yeah or Jack Butland of England Caballero just no Butland really Butland has eight wow Caballero only has three caps for Argentina who plays in goal for Romero Romero. he's injured and I was I was going to go for Pickford but he's got three as well yeah Yeah. yeah. so I couldn't do that one I can't believe Caballero's only got I know. That few. And he's old as well. It's not like yeah, he's, you know, like 30, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, Jack, your first defender is Samuel Antiti of France mm-hmm. or Kalidou Koulibaly from Senegal. The Napoli. I'm going to go Koulibaly. Well done, mate. Yeah, he's got 26 and Titi's only got 19 for France. He's quite young, Titi still. Yeah, he's yeah. like 24-ish. He's the guy who scored that goal. Great, the best goal great ever goals in lane. Yeah, yeah. All right, Stato. Two legends of the game for you. Pepe of <laughs> Portugal or Pique of Spain. There's three. I, I'm gonna yeah. So there's no logic to it. When it's that close, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say Pique because he's Spain have gone deeper in tournaments, but 
Pepe's older, so. Uh, no, PK. PK, you're right. Yeah. PK has 98 compared to Pepe's 95. Jack, your second defenders. Toby Alderweireld of Belgium mm -hmm. or Camille Glick of Poland? I'm going to go Alderweireld. Well, Alderweireld's got 74. Camille Glick's got 57. Oh, so that's three in a 100%. row. 100%. Get in. Wow. So not googling, not cheating. So just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Stato. Yeah, it's real knowledge. <laughs> Another two legends of the game. Branislav Ivanovic of Serbia or Stepan Licksteiner of Switzerland? Licksteiner. No, it's Ivanovic. Ivanovic has 103, Licksteiner has 100. Is he gone, Ivanovic, to this? Yeah, he's captain. Uh, is yeah. he? No, no, he got stripped of the captaincy. Uh, they gave it to um, Kolarov. That's right, yes. All right then, Jack. This is for four in a row. Your midfields. Tim Cahill yeah. of Australia or John Obi Mikel of Nigeria? I'm going to go purely because he's older, Tim Cahill. Good logic. He has 106. Obi Mikel has 85, so it's four in a row. Bossing this. So Best Stato, you need this yeah. one to stay in the game. Two, well, one current, one former Spurs players. Ericsson of Denmark uh -huh. or Sigurdsson of Iceland. Ericsson. Is Ericsson by a long way actually? He's got a 78, Sigurdsson's only on 57 for Iceland. That's a lot of caps for Ericsson for his age, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's also scored almost 30 goals as well yeah. for his country, mm -hmm. so he's doing well. Mm. Right. Former Tottenham legend Luka Modric of Croatia, mm -hmm. or Brian Ruiz, previously mentioned of Costa Rica? I'm going to go Luka Modric. You've got one wrong, mate. Ah. Modric has 106. Brian Rees wow. has 110. That is insane. Isn't it? So, another former Spurs player, Giovanni Dos Santos of Mexico. <laughs> he looks loosely. Yeah. Or Shinji Kagawa of Japan. Kagawa. No. Really? Giovanni Dos Santos wow. has got 105 it's caps for Mexico. <laughs> and I still don't think <laughs> he's 30 three yet. times a week. <laughs> And Kagawa's got 92 for Japan. Well, I never. Do you remember when we signed him, Dos Santos, and everyone's like, what a player we've got here. Isn't he Jonathan Dos Santos' uh, older brother? Yeah, we were like, this guy's going to be unreal. He was unreal, but not in the way we thought he would be. So, last one. Neymar from Brazil or Thomas Muller of Germany? Oh, I'm going to go Thomas Muller. <laughs> it is Thomas Muller. 91 form. versus 85. So the last one for you, Stato. Mo Salah of Egypt. Shoulder in a sling. Oh, no racist. Hyung Min Song of South Korea. Sonny, I want Sonny to be the winner. It is Sonny, yeah. 67 to 57. It's about right over wrong. So I've got <laughs> five for Jack. I've got three yeah. for Stato. So I've never been you a quiz before, that's brilliant. Even when I know the answers, I normally get them wrong. <laughs> that's a great quiz. Well that was a fantastic you. quiz. I've got a tiny quick quiz, it's only three. Go Three on. names of players at the World Cup playing for countries you wouldn't expect. Ian Smith. Which country is he playing for? Uh, is that... Can either of us ask? Yeah, anyone. Is, open to, is he one of these nicknames for an Egyptian player? No, 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 it's not. It's not one of these. It's not it's his proper yeah, name. Yeah, it's his real name. I'm, you're saying it's going to be something weird. Well, I'm thinking maybe he's like Australian or something like that. But no, no, it's not that. I mean, that would be yeah, quite it's obvious. Too obvious. Yeah, no, no. Iran. 
No. I'll go, I think it's going to be Costa Rica. Exactly, it's Costa Rica. I was just thinking more about the Costa Rica, Panama sort of. Martin Braithwaite. Morocco. <laughs> no, that is as random as that. I haven't got a clue. Martin Braithwaite. Oh, I'll go Panama because I went Costa Rica last time. Denmark. Denmark. It's just so weird. Yeah. How has he got yeah. a name, Martin yeah. Braithwaite? You got one more. Have you got Thomas Delaney on that list? No, I haven't. No, he was, because he was yeah. Denmark as well, yeah. didn't he? Uh, Rodney Wallace. Oh, this one came up in a quiz that I did the other week. <sighs> Germany. No. That was a stupid guess. That was a really, really yeah, stupid Yeah, he got picked guess. ahead of Leroy really Sano. He's, he's 56, <laughs> but... I'll go Panama then. It's Costa Rica Costa Rica again. again. That's just like, I, remember, that I was looking brilliant. through squad list. I was like, it's just Martin Braithwaite and just Rodney Wallace. What's going That's on? Fantastic. Anyway, so that was just something that piqued my interest. That's brilliant. Well, Simon, it's been... Pleasure finally having you on as well in this World Cup special. We're going to do a few of these. So like I said, we'll do another one in about a week, 10 days time once we know the results of... What are you doing for games? Have you got England games with friends or pub yeah, I or think, I think it's going to be a combination of both for the group games. And yeah. then if we get beyond that, it's a bonus to be honest. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, friends, I think we're going to rotate where we are yeah. um, housing-wise for each group game. So... So I've booked some leave, so I've got, and the England games aren't affected, but I've got Friday and Monday off to get in a good fix of Brilliant. the first four, you know, four, four days of the World Cup, and then I've got next Thursday and Friday off, and then oh, the week after I've got two half days, so I can get home and see when it gets to just, where they play the group games like next to each other, I'll be able to, yeah. to one on the iPad, one on the telly. and That's quality. But I'll be able to watch more football when the children aren't in the house, and my wife, so that's why I've gone for daytimes. Mm. And, and also, for any fathers that are out there listening, Father's Day is going to be incredible for you because there are four games on. No, that's the Saturday. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. four games on Saturday. Oh. But do I, is four games a special? But I've watched seven back-to-back ones. Of course you have. Amazing. Uh, uh, All on telly. Uh, World Cup or a Euros? Qualifiers. Or? And I think the first was... Um, <laughs> Charlton-Brentford, which was on... Because like, they, they only had lower division games. Yeah. And then went through with, I don't know, um, Scotland's game, England's game, the Republic of Ireland. And then, I don't know, Paraguay. If it finished, this was the key yeah. thing, was the 2am game was Argentina v Brazil. Because if that had been sort of Peru v Uruguay, I could not you'd have, have stayed gone, up You'd have gone, this that. is silly. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was quite sensible. But um, yeah, I think it was a monsoon and a half hour delay. Uh, but Brazil won 3-1 in the end, from memory. But yeah. Incredible. Starting at 12.45 and finished at nearly 4am. <sighs> Speechless. I, I don't think I'd have the patience for it. Speechless. My wife was away. I, th- I think I even watched them in three different... I watched one I of my parents... I 3D. No, no, no. Amazing. With the glasses on. That'd be brilliant. I was one of my parents, a couple at home, and then I went to my in-laws who were away. My wife was away with them because uh, I didn't have Sky, but I, I utilised their... Um, fridge and uh, and Sky TV. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Simon, thanks again for coming on. Pleasure. No, pleasure. Um, whatever happens, future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, New England. Yes. Assembly Danny Montlower Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Kyo 
Lucy Keller, USA, Woodgate is not fit to play. Tramatini, Cudicini, Freddy Canute, Gary Mavitt in Chilling, Sergi Rebra for the win. Run for me, Nick on me, 4 3 Stout Terry. Heroes in white and blue. We've all loved you since 1882. Even when I'm feeling grey, despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hart Lane. Linica playing fair, Aldrich here, there, everywhere. Pat Jennings, luscious hair, Super Vertonghen. Avliyachenko, number nine, Nine from the halfway line. Villas running 81, under Twin Towers. Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman, MBE Hugo Loris, clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatti I'm playing out white on lane, Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and we all knew his passport set to Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's Cockney raves Chirpy the Cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Clattenburg doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, but we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo! Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Reto Ziegler sounded just like Ziga. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy into equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, Don't Come Back And Asimovic Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steger was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar David, Dreadlocks, Palacios, Stripey Socks, Everson, Hattrick, Dave Mackay picking fights, European Glory Knights, Terry Dyson go on my son, Cliff Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, Legendary Lily White, How dare Estrake, Who dare is to do? Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. White on Lane, Kazuyuki Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your ass. Liam Walker's page three girls. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife Edrington loved the bookies Andy Reid loved the cookies Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game Heroes in blue and white When I feel depressed in Cochinola undressed Point won't give up the fight Bullfox never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot 
AVB's deep squad David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch 8 foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega Sandro's Kung Fu kick Eric Torsdown looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We love to win style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White and White are made If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Hanson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, it's the who did the trick He showed the world what's for to do The League Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I get to white hot lane To win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will